You don't need to lose weight to be happy. That's what we're talking about today. Let's go. Welcome to the Love of Close Fuck Show with Sherry Yazzie. I am a plus size indigenous woman in a world that tells me not to love myself. I fucking do. Here's how I do it. For more on how to defuck yourself, love yourself, and my emotional resiliency magnifying, life transforming mindset hacks and self care tools that you need to know now in order to transform your life and be happy as fuck, go to belovableaf.com. That's B E L O V E. A-B-L-E-A-F.com. You don't need to lose weight to be happy. Maybe this is something that you've been thinking, like when I finally lose that weight, I'll finally feel good. It actually doesn't work that way. Have you ever seen some of the before and after pictures with women? You know, and it's like they're um, seem full of life. Yes, they might be a little bit rounder, but then you see their after picture and they just look exhausted and upset. (laughs) Now look, I'm not saying that you can, I mean, you definitely can lose weight and feel happy, but they don't actually have anything to do with each other. Not at all. You can be the same way you are currently and feel happy. You can be uh, bigger, littler and feel happy. You can be thinner and be unhappy. You can be unhappy at any weight. Like they aren't, they actually don't go together. Just like our worth is not tied to our weight. They actually, you see, we've, we've got them collapsed, but they don't actually belong that way. So all of that is actually separate. So I want to talk to you today about this because this is really important. Um, if we live like we'll finally feel good or be happy after we make the money or we lose the weight or whatever our thing is, right? Then we are delaying what could be a wonderful day with maybe your family or your loved ones or your your partner, your kids, because you're waiting. You're waiting to be happy until, right? So, and you know, after those 40 pounds, then I'll feel amazing and then I'll have a lot of energy and then I'll be happy. But it doesn't actually work that way. Um, if you want, like to, in my experience, if you want to feel good now, that actually has you doing things. And again, this is not an in order to. You don't feel good so that you find finally can finally lose the weight. You feel good and love yourself and love your body because it deserves it, because you deserve it, because you're worth it, right? Period. There's no, you know, like regardless of your weight or anything like that. So uncollapsing them and taking them apart because... Uh, I was just barely reading a woman. Um, she's a really neat woman, but she was talking about basically that uh, if you have like really negative self-talk and really hate your body um, and, you know, that you're always going to have this pendulum essentially where you swing over and you're feeling great about yourself and you swing back and you feel like shit about yourself and that that's just okay. That's the way it is and it's okay. And I'm here to say that's complete and total bullshit. It doesn't actually have to be that way. So I know you're like, okay, Sherry, what? No, really, it doesn't have to be that way. So let me give you an example, right? So um, everybody, no matter who you are, has something that you have tied together and collapsed, like we were just talking about, with shame, guilt, and worry, and your worth is tied into it. And then there's things where you don't feel that way, but somebody else might. So let me give you an example. So my husband, he is six one, thin guy, has no issues with his body, and he doesn't have any worth issues around there. Literally, somebody will be like, hmm, my pants are getting a little tight, huh? And then I'll be like, hey, you know what? I think maybe I'll kind of just eat the smoothie or drink the smoothies for a little while, you know, and then it's just like, 
he's making these choices based on nothing to do with his worth. Like, see, there was no upset. There was no guilt. There was no freaking out about it. And we can get there too, right? Even if you're like me and your entire basis of worth used to be reliant upon how you looked, how fuckable you were, and how how like reactions you got from people and how thin you were, what you ate, how much you exercised, all of the things, right? And if you've obsessed about this nonstop, if you felt ashamed of your body, if you felt guilty for what you were eating or not eating or exercising or not exercising, if you worried about your partner wanting to find a thinner, prettier version of you or a thinner, prettier person to be in a relationship with, if you have done any of those things, it doesn't have to stay that way. You don't have to accept the pendulum of, oh, it's okay, it's good right now. Oh, fuck, it's shitty again. Oh, it's good, yay, oh, fuck, right? You don't have to stay in that cycle. You honestly don't. And women, a lot of times, they're like, whatever, Sherry, like, really? Are you sure? And I'm like, no, dude, like, I really don't. I'm a plus-size woman. I wear size 22. I, I don't worry about my partner looking for or finding a thinner, prettier version. (laughs) I don't feel guilty about the exercise I do or the food that I eat. Now, do I take care of myself? Yes. But is it because I want to change and I have to change and I'm obsessed and the number on the scale is causing me anxiety? No, it's because I want to feel good. I want to have energy, right? So I make choices based upon feeling good. Does that make sense? It's different. And then shame. I'm not ashamed of my body. I'll wear a swimsuit. Now, and you're like, okay, fine. Do you put on a string bikini? No, I don't because I don't particularly like feel good when it's like my boobs are almost popping out every time I move. (laughs) So I wear a pretty like uh, supportive um, top every time I swim, whether it's like a tank or a, a bikini, you know, a bikini top. Those are really supportive, right? So see, you make different choices, but it's not because you're ashamed. See, that's the thing. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of my jelly, my jelly biggles. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of my belly jiggles. I'm not ashamed of who I am. And it doesn't swing back. It's just kind of like, um, I'll get maybe an unflattering photo or whatever. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I should set up straight. <laughs> But it's not, you know, right, an unflattering photo used to be like, oh my God, I mean, like, I'm just the biggest piece of shit and I'm so ugly and uh, my husband's going to leave me any day now and I cannot believe that I had that ice cream with dinner. What was I thinking? Okay, I'm going to need to go work out a bunch right now. Like, I know it's almost bedtime, but I need to go right now. Um, Or like, okay, I've weighed all my food and I like... (laughs) I have done so many things and been trained to do them that literally are eating disorder like behaviors for real because I've been so immersed in a fucking diet culture that said that I wasn't okay, that my curves were not okay. And here's just a little tip around diet culture I just want to mention here. Diet culture culture is the weapon the patriarchy uses against women to make us so that we don't have time to speak our minds and do the shit we really want to do because we're so busy obsessing about all this other shit. And to make us feel like we're not okay, so we buy all the shit that we think is going to make us feel okay. And then the last thing is it is an absolute way that, because if you'll notice, a lot of women of color have a little bit different shapes to our bodies. And 
this doesn't hold true for everybody. You can find thin and big and big butts and flat butts and any kind of color, any kind of shape and flavor. <laughs> flavor. Anyway, but what happened was oh, the, the whole focus on the thinness thing, too, was kind of as a way to elevate uh, white women over brown and black women because, you know, our like literally my body was never going to fit into that. Does that make sense? And so anytime you say fuck off to the patriarchy, fuck off to diet culture, fuck off to shame, guilt and worry, you are doing something revolutionary for real. And as moms, it is crucial that we do this for our kids. You don't want, you know, to pass that along. Because this is the thing. Our kids listen to us. They model us. They become who we are. They, they find a way to think some of the same things we think. And it's truly like mind boggling. Uh, years ago, a friend of mine was like, have you ever noticed that sometimes your kids, they mirror back things to you that you're like, what the fuck? Yes. I was like, yes. So her thing was her little girl they were playing and the little girl was playing the mommy and what she'd always say was so they'd start playing and the little girl would be like just one minute just one minute and go do something else and then come back and then just one minute just one minute and my friend was like oh my god i do that all the time <laughs> they are these little sponges that soak it up so when we are perpetuating that hate against ourselves it is filtering down to them, to the people we love the most, the people that we do not want to have that feeling towards us, them at all. So you're like, okay, fine, Sherry, you've convinced me. Fuck the patriarchy, fuck diet culture. I don't want to have the shame, guilt, and worry anymore. And I sure as shit don't want to pass this down to my kids. What the fuck do I do about it? Well, I'm so happy that you asked. And yes, I know I just asked myself, so I sound like a crazy person, but that's okay. You're listening to this. So what does it say about you? <laughs> all right. So... What changed for me, why I don't have that pendulum back and forth, why even things that used to would have set me off don't set me off in any way, is belief work. It literally was belief work. So let me go back to the example of my husband, right? He doesn't have any, his beliefs around his body and around how uh, he can take care of it and everything actually work for him. The, the beliefs that are actually programmed into his brain, into his subconscious, actually work for him if he's ever kind of like oh you know my pants are a little tight all of a sudden boom his pants aren't tight anymore there was no like intentional thing there was no upset not none of that and i'll bet if you look there's somewhere in your life that you your beliefs are working for you so one of the things that was, i'll flip this around um my husband definitely around like success and money making has uh married that down into his worth whereas i don't have that same thing right now and this is kind of a common uh, thing between men and women um, a lot of times. It doesn't have to be. Sometimes men struggle with body issues and sometimes women struggle with success issues. So it's not one and done, but just in our situation, um, I, if something doesn't go well in my business, I might be upset that like it didn't go the way that I wanted it to, but I don't feel like I'm a great big piece of shit who doesn't deserve to live. <laughs> so that's really... Um, extreme, but I'm trying to get you to see there's some place in your life where your beliefs work, right? I know some people who really struggle with um, their 
their level of intelligence. They are really insecure about their level of intelligence and think that it make it means something about their worth. And see, I feel really confident that I'm smart because my beliefs are so clear that I'm I'm smart. And so when someone comes at me or there's a situation around it, you know, occasionally people will tell me that I'm dumb. <laughs> Very rarely, and it's usually around a political thing. But um, it doesn't even phase me. Does that make sense? Why? Because my beliefs around that are working for me. My brain has got it. It's like filtering that shit out for me. I'm not even really paying attention to it. Now, so how do we do that? We actually intentionally do belief work to work with our brains. So so here's the thing. Consciously, we can make a decision. Consciously, we can be like, okay, I'm going to love myself and I'm going to say nice things to myself. But your subconscious is what actually is driving your actions, your thoughts, and your feelings. It's driving the entire fucking ship, right? It's driving the the, your set points in your relationships in how you feel day to day. I mean, like your subconscious always is getting what it wants. And so where does it get its information? Where does it get its like, oh, this is what this is what she believes. So I'm going to keep showing it to her. So let me give you an example. When I felt like I was unlovable and I mean, I knew it. I had so much proof, so much proof. My brain, helpful as it is, (laughs) would filter through and really just show me again and again um, stories that were. Uh, that supported me not being lovable. Experiences that supported me not being lovable. All the way down to not being able to have consistent income. It's like we'd work and work and work and work and work, build up this amazing business and overnight, gone. Overnight, okay? And this didn't happen once. This didn't happen twice. Like seriously, it was one of those things I'm like, okay, clearly there's something going on in my beliefs because uh, this just doesn't happen like that, right? And once I've done that, I'm not saying that everything has gone peachy from there, but I have not lost overnight an entire income in a snap. Okay. And that's the difference. That's what happens when you make, when you really hit up these beliefs and actually rewire them, intentionally heal them, intentionally choose the beliefs that you would rather believe so powerfully and in the right time sequence that your subconscious now believes that. And then it's working for you. Your subconscious is then working for you, working with your conscious mind to reinforce these new beliefs. So currently, right, my belief is that I am lovable as fuck. Like I absolutely know it down in my heart, in my head, everywhere. And so I get reinforcements all the time. People message me. People tell me on comments. People say in person. I mean, my family does. My husband does. But I feel it, right? And but it's it's continually reinforced by the experiences that I've had. Now that was not my experience before. Okay, like I really want you to get that. My experience was not that. And what changed? It was the belief work. That was it. It's so crucial because if we can actually work with our brains so much so that we shift our beliefs in a way that changes how our subconscious, like the pro, think of it as like a computer program. So you have a computer program that's always searching for um, that you're unlovable and proof that you're unlovable. And then you get a computer program that's that says you're lovable as fuck and it's searching for proof that you're lovable as fuck. And they're both in there like, ah, So that's where belief work comes in. You actually need to do it in such a way that you can discard the, the discard, the, uh, the shitty program, the program that most likely, right, was 
came from all the way back in childhood, deeply rooted shit, because that's the thing. People do affirmations. I really struggled with those. And it's because trying to do an affirmation to overcome something that is deeply rooted inside of you is really tough because your whole body thinks that one thing is true and you're telling it consciously that this is true. It's a real rough go. So that's where belief work comes in because this is not about digging into your old traumas. You don't have to share it. You don't have to get all into it. But this is literally about finding the beliefs that you that you decided, that you created from a situation and then have moved forward with in your entire life, right? And then healing them, unfucking them, <laughs> intentionally choosing new beliefs so powerfully that it actually changes your subconscious. Now, it does take some time. That's why my program is 30 days because we actually do some support work, we do belief work, and then we do some awesome habit building to help he help you when you're healing, to help you in your belief work, and then we keep doing the belief work on the scheduled times so that by the end, you literally have reprogrammed one of your top three beliefs around one around life, one around you and one around your higher power. So that's like a great way to start, because then from there, other beliefs are easier and easier to do. And you can also repeat again and again. So I'm currently going through my own program because I did find some new shitty beliefs. Now, are they as deeply rooted? Are they as damaging? No, <laughs> but they're there and I don't want them anymore. So I'm doing it again. And that's the cool thing about belief work. So if you are ready to no more have this pendulum swing between, woohoo, I'm great, and woohoo, I fucking suck. Um, if you no longer want to feel that guilt, shame, and worry around your body, around what your partner is thinking, if you are ready to stop completely with the self-hate and those stories, I invite you to click down into the description, go to the course. It's uh, belovableaf.com, B-E-L-O-V-E-A-B-L-E.com. <laughs> like love able. Um, oh, B-B-A-F, did I say I? Yeah, okay, belovableaf.com, right? Um, and, I think it's so important because, right, this is not a time to just wait on this. For me, it's like, why would you wait? What's going to look like in five years, 10 years? What is it going to do? Where, where will your kids be? Will have they taken these beliefs? And see, for me, that was the big thing. I wanted to change. I had no idea how I was going to do it. I just knew I wanted to be happy. I didn't want to keep providing the model that I was providing to my son by hardly being like hardly being able to get out of bed, really struggling, waking up in fear every single day, stress, right? And I didn't even know if it was possible. I was actually just looking to feel better, to look feel happy. Like I just wanted to feel happy. And I had no clue that doing this work, uncovering it, which it took me 5 years by the way, you guys. I can assess shit down to 30 days for you. 5 years. Um I was able to find a way to love myself. I didn't even know it was possible. And if you're kind of like, okay, yes, I get this and cool, I'm glad it's possible, then I challenge you like now, take the time now. You deserve it. And imagine what can happen when you're no longer spending so much time obsessing with the shame, the guilt, and the worry. Like, wow, right? Because I know you have shit to do in the world. I know you have a calling. I know you're an amazing, miraculous woman. And I know that anything that is holding you back needs to fucking go. 
<laughs> All right. In case nobody has told you yet today, you are lovable as fuck just the way you are. To send me your questions or stories, email me at lovableafshow at gmail.com. If you love the show, please comment, like, and subscribe if you're on YouTube. And if you're listening on the podcast, please leave a review and subscribe to help me get this show in front of more women who need to know that they are lovable as fuck just as they are. Check out the show notes or go to belovableaf.com. That's B-E-L-O-V-E-A-B-L-E-A-F.com for more of how to unfuck yourself, love yourself, and be happy no matter your size. I said it before and I will say it again. You are lovable as fuck just as you are.